Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Our first reading is from Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 10 through 14. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring back and bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Our second reading is from John, chapter 14, 15 through 27. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give to you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. He will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. You may be seated.
I ask that you would pray with me this morning. Almighty and powerful God, God, we come striving to hear your word and to understand your, your message for us today. And so, God, I ask that you would speak and that the words that I say would no longer be my own, but that they would be your words, your message for your people. In Jesus' name, amen. I encourage you to have your bulletins handy. In your bulletins, you've got your scripture passages and you have your, uh, you have your questions to reflect on throughout the week, but also that space to jot down a few notes. A couple of things that may just jump out at you that the Spirit is speaking to you this morning. I encourage you to write those down. Uh, and so as we begin today, we also acknowledge that today we conclude our series, Journey to Oz. It's kind of a sad day because I've really kind of enjoyed watching and listening and teaching about how this movie can relate to our lives as Christians. And I hope that it has been just as exciting for you. Maybe it brought up some memories as you saw the, the different clips. I wonder if you would maybe make a comment, uh, especially those of you at home, uh, and there's some here in worship that are, that are also tuning in, uh, Make a comment in the chat about maybe one thing that spoke to you during this series, especially as we journeyed with the Scarecrow, and Tin Man, Lion, and Dorothy. What new insights have you received from the Holy Spirit about those characters and your life? You see, this, is, this series is just one of many which looks at the sacred found in the secular. The sacred found in the secular. I, I think it's a reminder to us all that no matter what is going on, whether it's in the movies, music, TV shows, or even events in the news, there are images of the divine. Sometimes it takes a little reflection time to think about those, but I think you can find a message in many of the things of this world. Now granted, some of those messages might not be worth hearing, but we should be open to learn from every aspect of our life. In a way, this is kind of what a theologian does. They look at the sacred in all things, many times in the secular things, in the world. Remember that Paul spoke to the people from, from the world, especially from the Greek world. And I wonder if you remember the time that he told them how interesting it was that they not only had idols for every god that they could think of, they also had an idol to an unknown god. Just in case they missed one. Didn't want to leave anybody out. Paul tried to understand the culture so that he could speak to the hearts of the people. If you can point out divine messages in the ordinary things of life, imagine how people would respond to your conversations. Well, back to looking for the divine in our secular story of the Wizard of Oz. Today's focus is on the cute little Toto. <laughs> Dorothy's little barking terrier. So let's take a look at just a couple of little scenes where we find Toto. Toto? I have a 
feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Look, there's Toto. Where did he come from? Why, don't you see? He's come to take us to Dorothy. Come on, fellas. Do not arouse the wrath of the great and powerful Oz. I said come back tomorrow. If you are really great and powerful, you'll keep your promises. Do you presume to criticize the great Oz? You ungrateful creatures think yourselves lucky that I'm giving you audience tomorrow instead of 20 years from now. Oh, the great Oz has spoken. Oh. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. The great Oz has As I was thinking about this, uh, this series, I wondered about including the great and powerful Oz in one of these weeks. Maybe Glinda, the Good Witch, the Munchkins, or possibly even the Wicked Witch of the West. But the more I thought about this, this little character with, with so very few lines really spoke to me. We, I mean, we just saw just a, a couple of clips from the movie, and there are plenty of others where we find Toto. You see, he's in almost every scene. I mean, he's, he, he may be silently standing by, barking to get the attention of the scarecrow, tin man, or the lion, or even pulling a curtain back to reveal the great Oz, the true Oz. As I thought about that, it reminded me of the Holy Spirit. Now, many of you dog lovers out there are probably jumping up and down. I can just see Lisa and Jim jumping up and down in their living room uh, about the excitement with the comparison of dogs and the Holy Spirit. But I wonder if you see it too. Let's look at what we know about the Holy Spirit. If we look at the Old Testament... We find the Spirit in supernatural scenes, working in people that I guess we would consider remarkable. These are special people. We find kings be anointed with oil so that the Spirit would rest on them and help in their leading. In contrast, from the New Testament, we find the Spirit working in the unremarkable. We find the Spirit filling ordinary people. People like you and me, it is the everyday people that the Spirit comes to. You remember that wonderful day of Pentecost? The Spirit came upon all of those gathered in that upper room, a rag, ragamuffin band of followers of Christ. There was nothing extraordinary about them other than that they loved Jesus Christ and wanted to follow him. But this tells us something incredibly important. If you have ever thought or felt like you didn't belong, that others were better than you, that, that maybe you didn't deserve the gift that God offers of grace, this scene tells us that that assumption is wrong. That that is wrong. The gift of grace and the gift of the Holy Spirit is for all people who believe Regardless of who you are, you are worthy. You are loved. 
You are deserving, and the gift of the Holy Spirit is there for the asking. This is good news. So let's look at what the Spirit provides for us, what the Spirit does for us, and and what the Spirit helps us with. First of all, the Spirit is active in all aspects of the order of salvation. Now, this salvation is a gift of grace from God through Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me remind you about this order of salvation. We've talked about it before, but it can't hurt to hear it one more time. Uh, this, This order of salvation that John Wesley had, because Wesley differed from some of the others from his time about this. His view of salvation was an order. It was a process and can be seen through the grace of God. He believed in three major views of grace, a couple more as well, but three major ones, prevenient, justifying, and sanctifying grace. Those are the main three. Prevenient grace is the grace that calls out to you, calls out to you before you even know that God is calling. It is the Spirit gently guiding you back into a relationship with God. This grace is at work within us all whether we acknowledge it or not. Justifying grace is that moment when the Spirit convicts you in some area of your life, calling out for a change. This is making the the choice to repent, to turn from our ways and follow Christ. This is the point of justified never sinned. Justifying grace, justified never sinned. Now, because Wesley believed that this justification was not just a once-and-done thing, he brought out sanctifying grace. Sanctifying grace is where we spend most of our lives. This is where we grow in our faith through the power of the Spirit. Whether it's prayer, meditation, study, worship, or service, we are empowered by the Spirit to go and to do the will of God. I explained it before this way. If we look at grace as a house, provenient grace is the front porch. That is where the Spirit welcomes us on. Come up, sit in a rocking chair, have a nice cold glass of lemonade. Come, enjoy the shade. Justifying grace is the door. The front door because we need to make a decision to open it and to step inside making a choice to follow Jesus Christ. Sanctifying grace would be the rest of the house, the inside of the house. This is where our lives are lived out uh, with Jesus every day, growing in our relationship with him. Throughout the order of salvation, we can see the power and the empowering of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Well, what else does the Spirit do? In our lives. The Spirit calls us out of complacency into something new. Are we in a spot of complacency? Are we looking for something new? I remember beginning ministry here at, uh, in Elgin and felt this urge to begin a Wednesday evening worship service, which now is eventually turned into Pathways Guided Worship. Uh, new ministries, new opportunities. Is this not what we are asking God for 
with our 531 initiative. We want the Spirit to open our eyes to the possibilities, the new possibilities that are all around us. Something new. During our 531 initiative, sharing that prayer at 531 in the morning or 531 at night or all throughout the day, has the Spirit been speaking to you? Has the Spirit been speaking to you? What does God want from you? What is God asking through the voice of that Spirit? Well, the Spirit also prompts us to action. One day, I remember this uh, very clearly, one day in, uh, in 2015, uh, I felt this urge to, to call someone to go make a visit. This was back in, in Lanark. And, and even though I was told that this person that I was going to go visit uh, was not very responsive, was probably going to sleep through the entire visit, I felt this nudge to go and visit. When I arrived, the family that was there still wasn't sure if, if he was even going to talk to me. But to their surprise and mine, he opened up and shared with me many things about his life. He told me his life story, shared about his military experiences, his family, how much he loved his wife, Ethel. It was a wonderful visit. And it was about an hour and a half of him telling me his story. I remember this vividly because the family, by, the, by about the first 15 to 20 minutes, had gathered chairs in the room just next to it so that they could hear the story once again that they thought they would never hear again. And they listened just out of sight I might have missed it had I not listened to the Spirit. The Spirit also enlightens our understanding of Scripture and many other things. I still remember spending a couple of days alone at my parents' trailer on the lake in Wisconsin, discerning a call into ordained ministry, and after so much prayer and meditation, reading Scripture and a book given to me about life and ministry, or standing looking over this little pond next to the trailer when that peace came over me and the chill that I have spoken about was an amazing feeling of peace that I can only explain as God through the power of the Spirit lavishing that peace on me. God knew that I was worried about the call into ordained ministry and this was him telling me that everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be okay. This was the encouragement that I needed at that moment from the Spirit. The Spirit also intercedes for us, whether it is in prayer or even in our conversations with others. Have you ever been in a situation where you didn't know what to say or how to say it, and then the words just came? I can't tell you how many times I've found myself in those situations. You know, every time I get ready to speak with someone or go, to a, go visit someone, I offer a prayer to God saying, send the Spirit, give me the words to say. 
Because I know that if they're my words, they're going to fall flat. I need God in those times. I do the same before every message. I want God's words, not my words, to be heard. There are so many other areas where we can see the Spirit at work. And I'm sure that if you took time to reflect on those things going on around you, you would see the Spirit in everything. Toto was always there. He was there for companionship with Dorothy. Toto brought comfort and peace to her, so much so that that she couldn't bear being without him. Remember her response to Mrs. Gulch when she came to take Toto away and, and then where he escaped and came back to her? She wanted to run away somewhere over the rainbow where they would never be separated. Sounds a little bit like a view of heaven. I also remember all the times that Toto would, would bark when Dorothy was in danger. This was a reminder of how, of how the Spirit protects us as long as we can hear the barking. And in a scene we saw earlier, Toto escaped from the witch's castle to search out Provenient Grace, to search out Scarecrow, Tin Man, and the Lion so that he could lead them back to where Dorothy was. The guidance offered helped those three along their journey. And finally, Toto pulls the curtain back to reveal Oz. Now this can be seen a couple of different ways. One is the ability of the Spirit to reveal things in our life that are harmful to us. Actions that we should stay away from. Words that maybe should never have been spoken. But there's another way to look at this scene. I see Toto pulling the curtain back to reveal Oz as a metaphor for how the Spirit reveals God to us. If we truly want to know God, we have a few ways to do that. We can read scripture, listen to the words and actions of Jesus, and allow the Spirit to interact with us while we study, while we read, while we participate in ministry, and even while we attend to the normal, mundane, everyday things of life. As Jesus has told us, the Spirit has come to offer peace, especially in our difficult times. But the Spirit also teaches us along our journey and reminds us what we already know, the many things that we have learned throughout our lifetimes. As our series has focused on finding the sacred in the secular, I want to challenge you to something this week. As we think about Scarecrow, Tin Man, Lion, Dorothy, and now little Toto, And maybe you go back and you watch The Wizard of Oz again and then you start looking at the other characters and and trying to figure out what some of those might mean to you. I want you to look around you and truly see where the Spirit is at work. Look at your life. Look at the lives of those around you, the ones that you know and the ones that you don't. Then, at the end of the day, Spend a little time thanking God for all that the Spirit has shown you that day. And then ask for the Spirit's help over the next day. 
maybe even thank God for the message that Toto has given you today. Will you pray with me? Loving God, we hear your message in so many things, in so many ways. We are thankful for the message of the sacred within the secular, the way that you are able to use all things for your good. And so, God, as we hear these multiple different stories from different characters of this loving movie that we have remembered so well, may you also remind us of how your Spirit works in our lives and how we can see you in every aspect of our life. God, I ask you to, to speak to us, that your, your Spirit would, would guide us would teach us and would remind us of so many things. Most of all, God, to know you even more. God, we welcome your spirit here. In Jesus' name, amen. Notice that it also says that, that the Lord is in this place. The Lord has been in this place. The spirit has been with us the whole time. The Spirit never leaves us, goes with us wherever we are. And so as we go maybe across the hall for, for snacks and more fellowship, as, as you go from one room to the next as you're watching online, uh, actually I should probably do this before I give the benediction. For those of you who are watching online, uh, I think I, I don't know that I have the questions. I... Uh, Put in the slide. So we'll, we'll try to get a link up there for, uh, for the Zoom fellowship so that you can join together. Uh, wait for that. It will be coming because once I leave here, I'll go back there and help her find that. Uh, so that you can continue on your fellowship online as well. And so go forth knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you. And it does go with you always. Amen.